So this is some of the Metallica with the San Francisco Symphony that allowed them to have a top ten album for the fifth decade in a row. Wow. Now, who's the guitar player, dude? Uh, 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 the lead guitarist? I've never actually heard a Metallica song, I don't think. Uh, that oh, might be the most Metallica I've ever heard. It just flipped out of my head. No, Well, James Hetfield's the singer and rhythm guitarist. Hammett. Kirk Hammett, that's right. He, yeah, sorry, Kirk, I he forgot your name. Bought, I'm old. He bought, was it last year? He bought Peter Green's Les Paul. Now, Peter Green died a couple of weeks ago, founding member of Fleetwood Mac, and he bought his Les Paul for $2 million, is the rumor? Yeah. And, that, and he plays it. I, and I, wonder, I was wondering if he was playing it on that. Mm. That'd be kind of cool to see a guy playing a $2 million guitar. But. Metallica is the perfect example of something I admire more than I enjoy. Just their, the, the composition of the songs, the way they're played and everything are just unbelievable. It is, but it just, just doesn't scratch me where I itch. Mm. I went through a couple of their songs with the, the orchestra thing, and it's, it's neat, man. Cool. It's neat to wow. hear. I'll check it out. The, the the typical classical trappings with the the hard rock metal thing. Well, there there's a lot of commonality between what they do and a lot of composers from the classical era. Honestly, oh, and, and modern composers too. I actually listen to s- more symphonic music than I'll bore you with, but um, there's a lot that's common. Um, I could I could point out a handful of guitar solos that are straight out of like a Paganini uh, concerto for oh, violin. Wow. Oh yeah, wow. it's it's well, it's the same notes, <laughs> um, and yeah, they're they're masterful players. So this is what the mayor of L.A. tweeted out, I think yesterday. A lot of got a lot of people's attention. See, for him and his kind, this makes sense. For everybody else, are you freaking kidding me? This is my life, FML, as <laughs> they say. Yeah, it's harsh. Mayor, uh, let's forget my life. Mayor Garcetti tweeted out yesterday, it's almost 3 p.m., time to turn off major appliances, set the thermostat to 78 degrees, or use a fan instead. Turn off excess lights and unplug any appliances you're not using. We need every Californian to help conserve energy. Please do your part. You see, in the the rest of the first world, you go ahead and have the air conditioner on on a hot day. Yeah. Not in you know, modern, modern L.A. and modern, modern California. We all need to get together and sit around and sweat and breathe in the smoke <laughs> because our uh, politicians failed us through the power companies. Yeah. Judy and I actually refrained from uh, running the dishwasher mid-afternoon, but the idea of uh, sitting there and sweating, no. Uh, Gil, you need to limber up because you're going to have to bend over to kiss my hiney because I'm leaving it right where it is. Although I, I, I'm the Sahara compared to how cold you keep your house. Do you still keep it that cold like you used to? Uh, I don't know what's considered cold. What do you keep your house at? What's your thermostat at? Uh, 72. Yeah, see, that's that's really cool. Is it really? Yeah. Well, I heard a conversation the other day. I was listening to a podcast, and they were all <laughs> conversing, and 72 was like the hottest. They were all no, like 68 really? people. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't understand. They that. were all 68 people. That would be too cold for me. Uh, my uh, my energy bills would be like the national debt every month. If I, no, I don't care what the energy cold. bill is. I'm going to keep it what keeps me comfortable. I'll, I'll ride a bike to work. I'll sell plasma. <laughs> Maybe I'll dip into lose my 401k. You wouldn't have to keep it so cold. <laughs> but I am going to be comfortable in my uh, own home. Wow. Um. 76, uh, we've got two oh, zones. I'd be miserable I got at 76. 76, most of the house, 74 in the bedroom. I'd be miserable at that temperature. Miserable. Really? Oh, yeah. That's way too what, hot. What, are you born on the sun or what? <laughs> are you an Eskimo? Yeah, I can't crazy. remember which one so would be this, mocking This podcast yeah, okay. I was listening to, I think it had six people on it, and the hottest temperature was 72, and everybody else was like in the high 60s. 
first of all, way too many people on a single podcast. Yeah, I would agree. Second of all, that is sub-70. That's, that's, how are you not in a sweatshirt? The two people that were in the, the, the couple of people that were in the 60s were uh, of heavier bent. Yes. But, uh, okay. that would be pretty chilly by my standards, but mm. anywho, um, what did I have? I had some good stuff here. I don't remember what I was going to talk about. Do Are you, you sure they weren't talk talking about, about the winter time? What they keep no, their thermostat? No, out no, it was all winter. about air conditioner in the summer. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that. Yeah, that sounds about what I heat my place up to. Right. When it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't remember what I was going to do. I saw this headline: San Francisco gym owners livid after discovering gyms and government buildings have been opened for months. Yes, I saw that in the of Washington course. Examiner. Nancy gets to get her hair cut. Government employees get to work out in the gym. You just don't get to run your business. Yeah. But what don't you understand here? You know, I have that in front of me. It's shocking. It's infuriating, said Danielle Rabkin of CrossFit Golden Gate. Even though they're getting exposed, there's no repercussions. Nor It's shocking. Yeah, gyms have been open for government employees, include those for police officers, judges, lawyers, bailiffs, paralegals. Now, the cops, I get it. If you got to keep the cops in shape, but bailiffs and paralegals? One such gym, the Hall of Justice gym, has been open since July the 1st, said uh, an owner of a different uh, fitness place. Just demonstrates there seems to be some kind of double standard between what city employees are allowed to do and what the residents are are allowed to do. Unbelievable. Unreal. Or exactly what you would expect. Yeah, well, shocking yet unsurprising. As they say. I came across some graffiti at the skateboard park over the weekend. My son was skateboarding. We actually saw the graffiti artist uh, at work, it would appear. So we're approaching the skateboard park. There's nobody there, probably because it was 109 degrees and smoky outside. But uh, my son really wanted to go to the skateboard park. We go there, and there was this guy. I saw him at the top of the bowl, and he went down, and then he didn't come up the other side. Then he kind of like walked around, and then he went down again. He didn't come up to your side, and I just thought, well, that's kind of weird. I didn't think much of it. Mm. And then as uh, Sam got closer, the guy took off. Didn't think much of that either, other than when he got into the skateboard bowl, there was graffiti there, and the paint was still wet. So he was going ah. up to look around to see if anybody was wa- looking, and then ah. going down there and spray painting. Graffiti common at skateboard parks, not that big a deal. The reason he was worried about getting caught was he had spray painted it in an orange paint that was still wet. Kill Trump. Which is actually a crime. And they will, Secret Service will come to your home, go through your phone and all your belongings if you do that sort of thing. So that's probably why he was keeping the lookout Hmm. for that sort of thing. But that's, uh, you know, the climate we now live in. I actually sent a picture to the police department. Thought they might be interested in that. Going through my notes from the weekend to catch up on various things. Oh, I was talking to a colleague. You may be called to uh, ID the lad. Might. Testify in court. He's the one, Your Honor. Then somebody comes in the back door. It was me. <laughs> I thought it was him, Your Honor. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm going through my notes of stuff. Uh, so I was in a conversation with a college person uh, over the weekend, similar experience to your college student, that all the classes are online now, and then they're not even like, it's not even like at 3 o'clock on Tuesday, and you all log in, and you could ask the teacher a question. They post the videos, mm-hmm. and you watch them whenever you want, right. which makes you wonder what you're paying for. Well, uh, the reason for that, there's, it's kind of twofold. 
I said, that just seems so janky. I mean, so you'd have no interaction, whatever. And she said, well, they had to do it because so many of the international students, they're staying home for COVID. And the classes would be at 1 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning. So they're having to record them to cater to the international students. Why do they cater to the international students? Well, a couple reasons. One, they almost all pay full, full freight. And two, I saw this from Ian Bremmer, same day that I heard this story. International students contributed $41 billion to the uh, U.S. economy uh, the last academic year. International students are the bread and butter of all these universities. Wow. Yeah, so that's that. why that's why the teacher isn't even taking the, you know, doing a live class where you could possibly ask them a question. They got to make sure their full tuition paying international students are getting the class to make them happy. You know, that's funny you should mention that. I'm trying to find the story. I also got the inside scoop from somebody who absolutely knows, though I won't name the university. This is a university that, in this particular category, they are considered the best on planet Earth and are very expensive. The professors are so not into it, they're running videos from lectures they gave years ago. They don't wow. even, they're not even making any effort whatsoever. Wow. In some ways, I respect it. And, <laughs> well, yeah, the lecture I, probably I hasn't changed. No, no. <clears throat> Same book. So we got this from Al Anonymous. Just learned yesterday that the University of California, Davis, is working to open their networks to allow the Chinese to access their internal systems directly so that Chinese students can attend online classes. They're doing this for no other country, only China. Apparently, these students are unable to attend virtual classes in China because of the Internet restrictions that are in place there. Okay, China, remove those. From what I've been told, an unintended consequence of that will be the Chinese government will be able to easily hack into any and all systems, Fantastic. access all student information, steal whatever research they want, etc. Why is UC Davis doing this? Do they want the tuition from the thousands of Chinese students that attend? Do they not want to be perceived as anti-Chinese? Thank you, Al, for that. I can't verify that, but uh, I suspect it rather strongly. You see, the UC Davis practically is uh, a communist already. Talk about an America-hating, just woke, nut-jobbery. Between them and at the other end of uh, I-80, you've got UC Berkeley forming a, a bookends of insanity. Um, Wall Street Journal over the weekend. FBI sweep of China researchers at universities leads to cat-and-mouse tactics and talks about chasing some of these researchers through airports before they get on a plane to try to get out of the country, or seeing them throw computer hard drives into dumpsters when they know the FBI is on to them. Oh, boy. A lot of these Chinese researchers that turned out to be spies. Uh, interesting story. Yeah. Uh, which leads me to, and I meant to get to this earlier, where we are with China, military strength-wise, a report that came out last week that we ought to take a quick look at. Uh, among other things. It's troubling. Very troubling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and well, okay. I heard one I'll reporter say water. I heard one reporter say as uh this is a reporter that deals with um uh, Pentagon all the time. And they said in the military all their talk is not if we go to war with China, it's when. They just assume we're going to war with China at some point. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's uh that's not good. Yikes. I'll get a little more on that on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Who 
would say a thing like that. Only an animal would say a thing like that. There is nobody that has more respect for not only our military, but for people that gave their lives in the military. You know, uh, the article in The Atlantic, Trump was saying, I, I haven't said that. Only a monster would say those things. It's a pretty good denial to me. Oh, oh, oh and, and worth considering. I was just reading this uh, piece in Outkick, which is a, uh, a sports oriented another website. And uh, Jason Whitlock writes for him, for instance, and Clay Travis, who's the founder of it, he was quoted in a Washington Post story uh, and was misquoted and quoted out of context and has written a piece about if they're this bad about me and what I do, what are they on things of consequence? It's pretty good stuff. We'll see if we can squeeze that in this hour. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Speaking of our nation's military. Um, New York Times had this headline as a senator. Joe Biden was warily optimistic on China. He now condemns it as a dictatorship, a sign of tense relations no matter who wins in November, which is true. There seems to be a battle going on to a certain extent to see who can be the most hawkish on China. You know, if we've got that attitude, that attitude, and it's appropriate, I think. Um, but if we've got that attitude among both parties and, you know, China's got the attitude it's got, I can see why most people inside the military think it's a matter of when, not if, we go to war with China. How long ago was it that Biden said, hey, man, they're not our rival. They're good people. Just months ago. That was ago, not but very long ago. No, it wasn't very long ago. But as as I've mentioned a couple of times, the polling on China has taken a nosedive since coronavirus started. Yeah. And people just paid more attention in the virus and became more aware. And the, 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 the what do you call it, approval rating, positive feeling about China yeah. went in the toilet. And if I, were, if I were in the Trump campaign, I'd be playing that tape over and over and over again on ads. They probably will. But I think we mentioned this last week as the government put out their yearly report on where we stand militarily against other countries. China now has the world's largest navy. Uh, they have 350 warships and submarines to our 293 warships and submarines. It wasn't even close even a few years ago. They're building ships and everything so fast. Wow. I would have guessed we had more. Um, ours are more powerful and more technologically advanced, but I hate that argument anytime anybody makes it. Because to me, it's it's the same thing. You, North Korea, oh, uh, yeah, they tested a bomb, but it's not you know an, an atomic bomb, not an H-bomb. Okay, they tested a bomb, it's an H-bomb, but they don't have a missile. Okay, they've got a missile, but it couldn't go this far. Right. Okay, they got a missile, it'll go this far, but it won't go that far. Well, what's the point of this? Mm-hmm. As They're screaming that direction. Are we going to do anything to halt? They're screaming that direction. They've closed the gap so much in China in just a few years. They're gonna they'll they'll be caught up to us. Or do we have any plan to do anything about that? Are we gonna increase? Are we gonna what are we gonna do? Boy, and they've uh, done it with a lot of our money too. Oh yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff you've bought made in China. Actually, somebody pointed out some of the swag we sell at ArmstrongandGetty.com is made in China. Whoops. Also, uh, that report that came out last week, I think we mentioned this, too, that when they do war games, us against China, like if they try to take Taiwan, we regularly lose. Mm -hmm. We can't stop them from doing that. You know, years ago, we would have been able to easily. But here's something that'll make you feel better, at least currently, about the situation with China. China has 200 nuclear warheads. We have 3,800. So, Well, if it comes to that, I mean... We're all dead anyway. And the budget, they're spending $178 billion a year. We're still spending $700 billion a year. We spend more than the next 10 countries combined 
including China on that list. So is, is that budget supplied by China? Are we taking their word on what they spend? That, on that's it? a question I don't know. I okay. don't know. I don't know if the, you can trust those numbers or not. Mm, I interesting. No I think there there is a that's a like a, a branch of uh, a diplomacy slash intelligence gathering to know how much they're spending. Although I'm sure they have plenty of secret programs. I was reading the other day about that secret underwater uh, submarine base they have. All right, now that's I the best write place another... for it's the best place for a submarine base underwater, huh? It's you, not in space. Usually, <laughs> it's not not on the top of a mountainside. <laughs> They'll never look there. Uh, no, usually the bases are on the surface. Once oh, we okay. finish our submarine catapult, our mountaintop submarine base will be ready for launch. They you know, now in, have a space station <clears throat> submarine base. Nazi uh, Nazi movies and like uh, evil uh, uh, arch villain movies always have. Uh, secret underwater uh, yeah, submarine, right. or in a like in a cave. Yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. yeah, very popular. Usually black and white, bad special effects. Yeah, yeah, and the the, the hero's got to run around, and he grabs, he steals a uniform, then beats the hell out of some people, and manages to get out again. But just by the skin of his teeth. <laughs> anyway, if you need something else to be worried about today, there you go. Not if, but when. Not if, but when. Really? I hope it ain't my lifetime. Oh boy! God dang it! And Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The voice you're about to hear is Hunter Ashley Shackelford, a black fat cultural producer. What? Multidisciplinary artist, non-binary shapeshifter, hood feminist, and data futurist, based in Atlanta, Georgia. Did you? Did she? Her bio That's, has fat in it. Yes. So that wasn't your. No, I wouldn't say that. She is fat and a shapeshifter, so she has chosen to shift into the shape of fat. Okay. Okay. Uh and she is. Uh, in this uh, recording, lecturing some poor, hapless group of white people uh, about how evil they are. All white people are racist. So <laughs> I put this up because I really want any white person in the room to know up front that this is what we're dealing with, that it's not going to be this coddling of white tears and what that looks like. We're not going to discuss, oh, maybe some of us have worked it out. No, you're always going to be racist, actually. So even when you're on your path to trying to figure out how to be a better human being, um, because I believe that white people are born into not being human, like that actually instead of people of color and black folks being dehumanized, that actually everyone is dehumanized off rip within white supremacy, that y'all are born into a life to not be human, and that's what y'all are taught to do, to be demons. So in this particular way, white people are all racist. So I just want y'all to know that up front. And these weird people taking this class or lecture or whatever, sitting there like 50-year-old white woman just taking notes, okay? Is this going to be on the test? I am not a human. I am an evil person, you say? So that is specifically, that is critical race theory right there. And Trump banned critical race theory um, in government teaching, but it was reported all weekend as, uh, well, The Hill had White House tells federal (laughs) agencies to cancel divisive... They put in quotes, like, how dare they call it divisive? Employ racial sensitivity training. How could you be against racial sensitivity training? As James Lindsay uh, pointed out, uh, 
Note how, note how often they avoid mentioning the words critical race theory in their headlines and try to spin it into racial sensitivity training. Yeah, I could see how you'd be bothered if you heard racist Trump is canceling racial sensitivity training. No, it was specifically critical race theory being taught at taxpayer expense right. to government employees. Uh, absolutely amazing. And if you don't know much about critical race theory, geez, I tweeted out some good stuff that James Lindsay like boiled down his book basically in a long tweet that you could check out. But it's 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 absolutely amazing. We'll post the link at armstrongandgetty.com so you can find it quickly. Um, kind of leads me to this. There was a three-hour window-breaking rampage that went on in Manhattan over the weekend in New York with your uh, Black Lives Matter Antifa crowd. Um, and they picked out one person for the New York Post to be the face of it. I don't know why they picked her. And she is, what is the face of this often? Clara Kraber, 20. Highly educated Wealthy white girl who was part of the going around smashing windows out of buildings. Crazed with anger. Uh, yeah. Her, um, a wealthy Upper East Sider whose mother is an architect and whose father is a child psychiatrist. Anyway, uh, they were chanting, every city, every town, burn the precinct to the ground. As they busted the windows out of various buildings, tried to get to the police precinct. This is some crazy stuff that's going on right now. I'd say it is. You know what we ought to do? We ought to play that uh, recording of Ted Weasel, the uh, mayor of of Portland. Why don't we get that ready? Quick note from our friends at Simply Safe, the best overall home security system of 2020. Arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window and door, tailored specifically for your house. But none of the negatives of home security companies. A lot of the negatives with home security companies are long contract, and you decide you don't like it or use it, and you're stuck with it anyway. It's too expensive. It's too complicated to use. You don't use it every night because I don't want to scroll through 15 menus and take 45 minutes to set Error it up. Error 17C. Yeah. Oh, what? Simply Safe is simple. It's simple to install. It's simple to use. It's about $15 a month. There's no long contract, and it is the best. It's not like a cheaper alternative. It's the best overall. Well, it is a cheaper cheaper alternative. It's not a less effective alternative. It's the best overall home security of 2020, according to U.S. News and World Report. Just head to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Get a free HD camera upgrade for for our listeners. Thank you very much. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Ladies and gentlemen, better late than never. Welcome to Sanity, Mayor Ted Weasel of Portland what degree we can do something specifically to hold accountable repeat offenders, but I'd like to see that too. It doesn't sit well by me that the police make an arrest, uh, somebody's processed in the jails, they're not held and they're right back out on the streets. So there's more we can do with our county law enforcement and the judges and others to, let's just say, make it more inconvenient for repeat offenders. Um, it, it, you, know, you, you have to hold people accountable for criminal acts. And if you don't hold people accountable, what happens is they see that as tacit approval. I, I feel like I'm listening to a, like a career criminal. You know, just convicted over and over, lots of jail time, hurt people, kill people, saying, you know, it occurs to me that when a crime is committed, that victim really feels bad. And, uh, and that, that's something that shouldn't happen. I mean, Ted... What could be more obvious? 100-plus days, the violence going on in Portland. The cops have been begging, would you please prosecute these people we arrest? 
And and Ted and company have ignored it, and all of a sudden he's acting like it's his idea. Listen, it doesn't sit well with me to have people you know, arrested over and over again, and there'd be no consequences. I'll tell really? you what's a sham and a mockery. It's a shamockery. Tra- this is a travesty, a sham and a mockery. <laughs> is that they arrest people and get out the next day. Yeah! Get out of this. Yeah, we know! James James Lindsay, who I am a, such a fanboy of, just tweeted a link to the San Francisco Chronicle in which they apparently had an article about how wine language you're into wine language we oui. wine language <laughs> yes, I am. wine language says the San Francisco Chronicle is so often absurd that it's a punchline it's a funny thing about wine culture i've noticed while it is pretentious and absurd and people participate in it. They, Certainly can be. They constantly mock how it is, but then participate in it. I see it all the time. It's it, it, well, yeah, that, but that's not that's not fair. Because there are some people who are absolutely that, and there are a lot of people who are into wine who laugh at that. I've certainly been around a lot of people seem to take it awful seriously. Well, that's what I'm saying. With, I know with that. that. With that crazy language. But anyway, yeah. uh, according to the San Francisco Chronicle, but now it's clear that the language isn't just intimidating and opaque. It's also inextricably a form of racism and sexism. Counterpoint, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and James Lindsay... You know what? I'm seriously tempted to uh, reply, you're... Face is racist. And James Lindsay tweeted out, Wine language is racist and sexist is even stupider than music theory is racist, which is a huge accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. That's what I was saying earlier. We were, uh, I was talking about this fake tweet uh, that, you know, was talking about all the things that are racist in the world. Golf, wine, chess. The problem with that fake account is the replies to it were serious, and they were link- there were links to articles where they're taking this completely seriously. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that is the goal of that account. I, it, I understand. It's a, a megaphone for the absurdities of how far these things I understand, go. and yeah. I appreciate that. But the fact that, it, <laughs> that all that stuff actually exists, yeah. you can't go too far. Well, I, I admit all there is is white wine and red wine. There is no Stop black whining. wine. <laughs> Thank you, Arnold. Uh, critical race theory. White wine's not even white. It's kind of yellowish. Critical race theory has seeped into the San Diego Unified School District. Oh, no. So you had people sitting there taking in their uh, teachers. They're taking in a slideshow and their mandatory trainings. Um, this was supposed to be training on how to work with special needs kids in the classroom. And this slide ended up in the, uh, you know, on the screen. And somebody screenshotted it and tweeted it out, thank goodness. So you're, you're a teacher there, and you're going through, okay, I'm learning about how to deal with special needs kids. Very important. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then this slide is just in there. And it, it's quoting someone I've never heard of, uh, but I guess we're supposed to really respect their view here. And it's in quotes. We will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona experience was not normal other than that we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. Ah, yeah, they've been big on this and nakedly progressive radio. We're going to build the economy we want, not the one we had. Tear down capitalism. So in the midst of your teacher training, they just put this slide in there in the midst of nowhere. Yeah. Some critical race theory BS crap. Marxist utopia garbage. Who put that in there, and how are they not held accountable? That's craziness. I don't know. 
We should have keel-hauled him on one of the boats in the Trump parade. <laughs> the parade of boats around the bay. That was just amazing. I wish I'd have seen it. Your pictures uh, were impressive, but I'm yeah. sure in person it was really something. Yeah, well, and we'll, I think we posted already a, a link at armstrongandgetty.com. I took lots and lots of pictures. It could easily have been a couple of thousand boats. And I'm not prone to exaggerating that. I was actually trying to comprehend. I would like to look at a section. Were say, you in okay, your cups? Pardon me? Were you in your cups? Uh, I may have had a margarita. Um, <laughs> if but, you weren't, what were you doing? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm out there in the sunshine on the bay uh, on a boat with a bunch of people hooting and hollering and waving Trump flags. Um, Did you see any boobs? Uh, not unconstrained. Uh, un, uh, hmm. The the thong bikini continues to be a popular uh, garment among the uh, younger gals. I've noticed. Uh, yeah. Um. But uh, so I'd I'd look and I'd say, all right, uh, that just that section one two three four five six, seven, eight, that's twenty three boats. So there easily could have been two thousand boats. But as I said earlier, the most astonishing part to me hadn't occurred to me for some reason um, that this would happen. But as this enormous flotilla of boats, I mean, it, it made Dunkirk. Look like your local <laughs> pond, all right? Um, no, that's a thing to say. As we went along, uh, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people along the shoreline chanting and, and, and waving flags and waving. They had their pop-up tents set up all morning long. And just for miles and miles, people on the shore watching the boats go by. If Biden loses, and that's not the most likely thing as of this moment, but if Biden loses... You would think both parties would learn the lesson for good. You cannot win with a candidate nobody's excited about. Watch me. You can't win with we hate the other guy. Because so far that's never worked. It might work this time, Mm -hmm. but it hasn't worked in the past. Now, I'll grant you, San Diego is a fairly conservative corner of Cal Unicornia. On the other hand, a turnout that astonishing to me, says there is much more energy than, than people have even come to realize. You couldn't get two kayaks and a dinghy to go out for Biden anywhere in the country. No, no, you really couldn't. That was amazing. If, and we live in a time where, so you're, you're, a, you're a teacher. Mandatory training for how to deal with special needs kids. Take in your notes, and this slide shows up. And because of our culture, you can't say, what the hell is that? Right. What are you talking about? I actually liked our old existence. I'd like to go back to that economy. It was working pretty good for me and all my friends. Now, you have to listen to that crap. uh, uh, It was not normal, other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. I suppose hoarding is if you have too much stuff and money. Right, exactly. That's hoarding. Yeah, okay. So they slipped a communist slide into yeah. the teacher training. Yeah. Unfreaking believable. <laughs> I know. It's just. It's <laughs> you got to stand up for this, folks. Uh, stand up against it, rather. Well, you, you are. If, they'll come for the X and the Y and the Z, then you'll be the only one left, and there'll be nobody to speak for you. Yeah, you are standing up for it when you screen capture it or get it out to media somehow. That is a good idea. Yeah, or drop us a line. A number of folks have done that. Here, Here's the training we had to take at our company. Send it along to us. We will keep it safe. We won't let anybody know who you are. Armstrong, I'm sorry, it's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Unbelievable. Armstrong and Getty.
Armstrong and Getty Show. I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. And it would have to be a credible source of information that talks about the, um, the efficacy and the, and the reliability of whatever he's talking about. I will not take his word for it. He wants us to inject bleach. I, no, I will not take his word. Oh, boy. See, Speaking I, of people who I won't take their word. I know. As, as, Barack, liar. as Barack Obama once called it, this is silly season. When you're into presidential election time, it's just people throw crap around regularly. It's just just the way it works. Like apes in a cage. And that whole he wants you to inject bleach is just oh, not boy. true. Oh, I mean, boy. that's just a beyond an exaggeration. Yeah. And uh, and so she's going with the I wouldn't take the vaccine done on Donald Trump's word. Well, <laughs> that's not the way it works. Not the way it works, right? Um, no. But so when it if was he pointed comes up out, with. Trump vaccine to go along with the Trump steaks, you know, or you can only uh, get it at Trump, Trump University. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you I'm know, not taking that one. The nurse at Trump University will give you the vaccine. If the FDA approves it, though, I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so would anybody else. And when that was mentioned, uh, Kamala Harris said, well, if passes prologue, they'll be muzzled. They'll be suppressed. Who will? The, the people that could, uh, you know, tell you that this isn't real. We're actually <laughs> injecting you with bleach. Okay. Now, do- right. now, Dr. Fauci has said himself, look. That's going to grab you and hold you down, Jeb, bleach into you. Dr. Fauci has said himself, I've said everything I wanted to say. Nobody is stopping me from saying anything. There you go. But, um, you know, muzzled. If, you know if, if that works politically, it works politically. By the way, you could still talk through a muzzle. You just can't bite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and frankly, if Dr. Fauci is running around biting people in meetings, he ought to be muzzled. But uh, this this is out. Two thirds of U.S. voters say they won't try to get a coronavirus vaccine as soon as it becomes available. Two out of three won't try to get it. One of four say they won't ever get it. I was surprised my wife uh, was hesitant. I, I talked about this, and she said, "Yeah, I just I want to know that it's safe, and I don't know." Uh, I, I was kind of surprised, but yeah, I get it. She's with the two thirds. Trump's telling us to inject bleach. So. Oh man, I prefer to drink it. That's from Taylor Swift's new album, which is number one for the sixth week in a row. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, how about a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up? There he is in the control room, Michelangelo. Final thought? Yeah, it's just strange starting to see people around the building again. Uh, I, I don't like it. I don't either. I like having my own bathroom. <laughs> Things are fine with you at home. Stay home. Positive Sean, our producer. Final thought? Yes, uh, the show originally debuted on YouTube Premium, so you had to pay the extra YouTube to see it, but it is now entirely available on Netflix. The show is Cobra Kai. It is about the Karate Kid, like 20, 30 years later. I watched the previews. It, it is one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. This It's it's not great. It's not going to win awards, <laughs> but this is such a good, just guilty pleasure background TV show. Oh, it's awesome. We'll have to talk about the premise tomorrow, because the premise is fantastic. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, then, Jack, a final thought for the folks? Yeah, whether you you're at work and everybody's been home and they're coming back or you've been at home and you're about to go back into work mm, having experienced it today for the first time you're not going to like it as much as you think you might (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my final thought is actually uh, also television related i finally get all the references to baby yoda 
Judy, oh, you watch Mandalorian? Yeah, Judy and I started into the Mandalorian, and it is uh, it's it's a fun show. It's a Clint Eastwood western. Yeah, with it's a exactly space. what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's the plot of every yep. western, one after the other, only with laser blasters. Pew pew. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> pew, pew. And, and, and although he is rather fond of setting people on fire. Oh yeah, oh, it's one of his good moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's uh, it's he an odd weapon. Hates for androids. Spaces, racism. Is the space travel flamethrower? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have all sorts of great links for you. The podcasts are there. Watch video black conservatives, why they think BLM is garbage. You can check out my picks from the enormous San Diego MAGA boat parade. Come on! We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing Mr. President, watch me.